Well, hello there. I am back to help assure that you can OD on some complexity and nuance. It's easy to, to declare that each form of government is, in fact, a method of holding people in subjection as an oppressed class or a struggling class or whatever. And sh sure enough, there, there are many occasions where that definitely appears to be true. However, does that really do every situation and scenario justice? I don't wish to sound like Mr. Counter-Revolutionary here, but I've always been just as skeptical of the will of the people as I am of the will of any ruler, because I know that people in general are flawed. So it's not, it's not like people power is some perfect inherent solution to, you know, the global problems that we're currently faced with. If you believe in the near infallible collective will of the people, just because the will of rulers is flawed and often evil, then I urge you to critically examine your own logic and examine the underlying problems of our current system and of human history. Obviously, you know, it's not perfect. Just as a great leader is not always an expert on a subject, never forget that the, the teeming masses of people give these despotic sharks oceans of power to swim in in the first place. You can hit the shark in the eyes and gills to deflect its attack, but the people are ultimately like the water that supports the predators that supports the predators to begin with, providing the life support for them, making sure they can dominate and all of that fun stuff. You know, even giving them material rewards and, and all that. Fortunately, I think there are ways of preventing too many sharks from taking over too much of the human ocean, so to speak. And, you know, a lot of those fall under the collective banner of democracy. And the term democracy is very general and broad-ranging. The term is derived from the Greek demokratia, which I'm probably mispronouncing. But, you know, that comes from demos, which is people, and kratos, which is rule. Rule by the people, of course. It, refer it refers to various forms of government, which usually have a parliament or a popular will as their goal. But the need for a strong and stable central government is also often a key factor in, nearly, in nearly all of these forms of government. Sorry, I'm kind of messing up when I'm talking. But anyway, you know, uh, a lot of lists of democratic tendencies would frequently underexamine the concept of democ democracy that is more direct, you know, a direct democracy or rule by the people without representatives or, you know, a special type of ruler. Of course, direct democracy itself has its share of dangers, as it has some of the same features as so-called representative democracy, and it can always be corrupted or, you know, simply eroded in some way. And the problem isn't just big government or federal overreach when it comes to a lot of issues. You know, even though conservatives so often like to say that. After all, historically, when racists would go on about the importance of states' rights against federal government overreach, nine times out of ten, what they lament are the times that the federal government stepped in and told states 
and local governments that they could not discriminate, you know, either against people of color or, you know, the LGBT community or any number of groups that might be marginalized, including including just immigrants. And that includes, in some cases, even European immigrants, believe it or not. Um, bigots don't like to be told what to do, especially if it means the bigots can't tell others what to do and they cannot feel superior to them, especially in some official capacity. And, you know, they're less able to kick the scapegoated and hated groups around if the uh, federal government or really some other uh, either arm of government or, you know, form of control ends up placing limits on bigotry. At the same time, yes, of course, there's also abuse by the federal government, including sometimes racist abuse, of course. So there is no 100% foolproof path here, unfortunately. What is needed is a culture of democracy to protect against abuses of power. If you've got the culture in place, it doesn't matter as much even if there are oppressive laws on the books. As, as you can find even in uh, various states throughout the country, there are definitely some outdated laws that have been on the books for many years here and there. And you might read about them in some newspapers or online or whatever, some outdated crazy laws that nobody even adheres to. And uh, in Michigan, we actually got rid of one of those, um, I believe, was the abortion law or at the law that completely tried to ban abortion. And, uh, you know, that was considered outdated by a number of Michiganders. Were it not for some protections and a culture that believes in them, you know, non-white people in America would still exist to serve a white master race, you know, on this um, national, um, stage, I guess you might say, you know, I mean, that's, that's how things were for hundreds of years. Then again, some people out there will say, but aren't we past that point in history? Isn't racism largely in the past? Not really. In fact, there are so many different dimensions of racism, one of which may be the very myth that it is only in the past. I mean, look at it this way. The uh, Loving versus Virginia case was not very long ago at all. And that was the Supreme Court decision that made it illegal for individual states to ban interracial marriage. And, uh, you know, we're an American people with a long and convoluted history. After the Declaration of Independence proclaimed that all men are created equal, it didn't, ju it didn't just become that way, you know, because those magic words were uttered. It really took a long time for that to become more true. You know, at, at the time that the Declaration of Independence, Independence was created, the government really did not only declare certain men equal, but you know, women weren't declared equal. 
it, it was really just for white men of property who were considered equal under the law. The history is still available for anyone who wants to learn it, and it's a really long, winding road. You can even look up local history and find out how racism or other problems may have revealed themselves in your neck of the woods. Some crazy things probably happened that you're not even aware of. Not that we have to understand at all. We choose to attempt to understand it for ourselves, usually in digestible chunks, until we can't choke the disgusting bits down anymore. Either that, or if you're like a lot of people, you never bother looking into the stuff much at all. You feel no obligation to do it, no responsibility. Maybe it makes you feel bad, maybe guilty, and all that kind of stuff. However, at the same time, history does offer glimpses, even occasional strong glares into powerful winds, you know, points where the human race actually noticeably advanced beyond a previous point. It met a milestone, leapt over some obstacles like a skilled athlete in a moment of triumph, because it pays to take the good with the bad. You know, you have to not just look at the negative aspects of history, even though there is a temptation to do that, because those are in some ways almost the more interesting parts. But, you know, it, it pays to look at some of the uh, better things that have happened as well. Some of the obstacles that have been kicked aside, so to speak. Also, it pays sometimes to try to set your emotions aside, at least just a little bit, even if you're normally a sensitive person, just to look at some of these issues, you know, um, more from a purely intellectual standpoint. It can be done. I think by most people, it just needs some discipline. At the same time, don't switch off your emotions completely to the point of numbness. You don't want that either. You know, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tricky thing to find the right level of emotionality and, and all that kind of stuff when you're looking at, you know, either history or current events. But as Albert Einstein once said, any fool can know the point is to understand. So you can't let your feelings 100% dominate, you know, how you see the world and how you react to the world. That's There's just not much wisdom in, in doing that. So um, really, that's about all I have to say about stuff for now. Just sort of a philosophical... Um, episode, I suppose. And, um, you know, I, I would say that America is often about individualism, and I respect that to an extent. Sure, you can dismiss rugged individualism as a myth, but it's a tantalizing myth, and there are still elements of truth to it sometimes. We can try to be independent and can most likely succeed and feel strong on, on some occasions, However, don't let that fool you. You know, some independent streaks don't mean we won't occasionally need a helping hand or two from those willing to stand in solidarity with us and to help bring out the best in us. So, all right. Have a nice day.